these are the kind of conversations that I'm, I'm interested in floating throughout season two of Life and Godliness with Phil. I, I want us to discuss about church culture. I want us to discuss about some of the things that, you know, we can do better on, some things that, you know, we can emphasize on, especially when it comes to discipling, uh, discipling believers. They've just come in. What are the key lessons that we can help them or equip them with to stand on their feet? Those are the conversations. Season two, episode two. I'm so excited. My, my, this season we're going in with a bang. Thank you for listening last week about gender roles. That wasn't even the plan. I think you already noticed that wasn't the plan of the episode as we started, but then, you know, we got to go with the flow, right? Um, so today I want to float a bit of a conversation that um, has been dear to me, maybe uh, for the past year. Um, like I had mentioned last year, um, I had just, I think somewhere along the episodes that I was doing last year, I was talking about just coming into the role of pastoring you, uh, and, uh, and it was a bit of a challenge. And I talked about the anxieties of, of that uh, season of life and having to take up these new roles while at the same time uh, also taking up the roles of having a young family, young kids, you know, and all that. So trying to juggle all that around. Um, one of the things that I learned while pastoring is that there's, there's a lot of, imp- I think I never used to see the importance of discipleship. Um, and by discipleship, I'm talking about the few, you know, the, the quick lessons or the short course that you can give a, a, a believer. Um, I don't know if it's available in all churches, but it is in ours. You see, when someone is born again, they are baptized, they go through a discipleship class where they are kind of, it's kind of like an orientation to what we are all about. <laughs> I guess that's what that's what I can say it's about. And so I never used to see the importance of that. Well, I, I never thought a lot about it. I remember when I got born again and now for the real, for the real, for the real time, <laughs> For real, for real. <laughs> when I got born again and I did the discipleship class, um, I wasn't really, I don't even think I did the discipleship class. I thought this this is just a waste of time. It doesn't apply to me. I don't think it's it's meaningful. I can move on with my life. Um, I, but I think that, that was also a pride issue on my part, seeing as to I come from a home of, of pastors. And I thought, whatever you guys want to do, I think... I can get that at home in a much bigger and a better way. Um, that was definitely pride on my part. And I think that also led to the fact that I never really saw or understood the importance of what those guys were doing there, you know, those pastors, what they were doing in the discipleship class. But I got to understand the, the, um, the importance of it when you're now pastoring people who should have been in the discipleship class. You know, so you're having to do a lot of what would have been an introduction. It's, these are the things that should have already been introduced and you're coming to now build upon, you know. Um, I, I think um, Paul says that Jesus lays a foundation and he's coming to build upon the, that foundation, that rock that has already been laid and other people will come and keep building and keep building. So I think at this point, I was, I'm feeling, I'm feeling while I'm pastoring these people that, 
I'm, I'm starting from scratch. I'm starting from a foundation. Yet I feel that that is not, I know, not even feel, I know that that's not my calling. Mine is not to lay a foundation, but to build upon one. Um, that's because of now the calling and the direction of my calling, which is now to do uh, intense Bible work. So there should have already been some ground, you know, some some preparations done to the ground. So I, I realized, oh my goodness, so there is a miss here. And where is the miss coming from? And it's because discipleship is not really talked about enough. Um, one factor about discipleship that I feel <laughs> uh, needs to be absolutely emphasized is the whole topic on how to serve God and what serving God really entails. I think that should be one of the last topics because faith, baptism, you know, um, you know the, the concept of faith, which is the reason as to why we're here in the first place, you know, um, because you believe, you have faith that what happened on the cross really happened. You know, to some, it's just but a story. But now you, through faith, have come to believe that it really is indeed true. And so that um those are some of the topics that i think are so important faith is something that should be absolutely emphasized in discipleship courses or in discipleship classes um or in sunday school pre-sunday school and uh, pre-youth or is it called junior youth i think uh, one of our church branches they call their teams junior youth quite interesting um so yeah in those uh, before they are able to really chew on the word of God in its, you know, in the meat, get to the meat. I think the milk should have been introduced and the milk really needs to, you know, they really need to be enjoying the milk and to know a lot and be confident in the milk that they are, they are being given. Something that I have struggled with, if I may just say, is about service. I think... One of the only uh, uh, topics that I attended in my discipleship course was about service. You know, they were really um, encouraging us on serving God and really upholding us. You know, you need to serve the Lord your God, get into service, give back to him and all this other good stuff, which is great. I absolutely think it's great. Nonetheless, I just don't think we can allow an intern to, to do i'm not saying that uh when you're born again you get born again you're an intern necessarily i'm just i'm talking about like in a corporation when you come in you're an intern we we will allow you to get some experience first on your own you know on 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 what you you what your role is before you start doing the ceo's job obviously you might never even be able to do the CEO's job. Um, it, it depends on your growth and, uh, you know, your growth curve and uh, how, you, how, you, how your appraisals are going to go. But in the kingdom of God, I think we take excellence for granted. We think anyone can do anything as long as they put their heart to it. And I don't think that's what it is about. I think, I, I believe wholeheartedly that God has given us different gifts and different abilities so that we can be able to serve with those things that he has given us. Um, I think last season I was I had mentioned severally that I was I was teaching the book of Exodus through the book of Exodus. 
And somewhere in those chapters, we realized that God had given the blueprints to Moses and he was supposed to be the one who oversees the whole thing, but he was not the one to build. And so God tells Moses that I have given Ohaliab and Bezalel for this work. And so he anoints Ohaliab and and Bezalel to be to to not just with with the, you know the Holy Spirit he, he he does anoint them with the Holy Spirit but he also gives them the gifts he he appoints you know he gives them gives them the gifts and the skills to be able to do that work that is needed to be done and so I saw that the, very early on in Scripture God already saying that I prefer excellence in my work because the tabernacle was supposed to be built by people who knew how to do, uh, to, to, to construct. And, and God said to, to Ohaliab and, and Bezalel that he's going to give them the skill to train others who already have the skill. You need to perfect. There are people who are going to be, come to help them. And, and Ohaliab who have, and, and Bezalel who have been anointed for this work, they're going to help these other people um, and train them up in their perfection. These people already have the skill and the talent to work in, you know, in embroidery and in all this fun stuff that God wanted to be made for the tabernacle in woodwork, etc. These people already have that talent, but the perfectioning, you know, the, the finding, the excellence of it, they would be trained by Ohalia Ben Bezalel. I guess these two were, were probably the best at their craft. And it really pains me when I see in the word of God that he wants excellence and he chooses excellence and he desires excellence for when it comes to the, the, uh, his service. Yet in our, in our churches, we are picking anyone who would come, you know, please come, serve the Lord. We are, we are desperate. That's, that's the word. We are desperate to fill up our positions as if, as if they are vacant. You know, it's as if we are the ones who are acknowledging that they are vacant. Okay, I do understand. There can be a bit of um, anxiety when the praise and worship team has four members. And you're thinking, if any of these members is not able to come, or like maybe during the times of Christmas, and you know, uh, people go home, and so you're left with like one member. I can see the anxiety and where your the anxiety is coming from. Nonetheless, if these four people are the singers, right are the people who can sing who can actually sing then the four people should be the ones in the with the mics and on the pulpit and singing and leading us in praise and worship those are the people who should do that we shouldn't just collect anybody who likes to sing you know excellence in the work of god is not about i like to do something it's about i have been gifted to do this thing and whether i like it or not hmm, whether I like doing it or not, I have given myself as a service, as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to him, that whatever he wants me to do, I'm going to do it. Whether I, I, am stage, I have stage fright, whether I like people, whether I like being in the public eye or not, it doesn't matter. I must not have all the confidence that is needed for this role. But do I have the gift is the question. Have I been called? Have I been equipped with a skill to actually do this work that per se that is the first qualification it is not about liking to sing please like singing in the pews we can like singing in the pews it's the same thing you can't have people in the media department who don't 
who don't have the skill of perfection. They don't have skill for angles. They don't have skill to, to you know, to, for lighting, to notice that there's a difference in lighting. I was interacting with a photographer the other day. Um, my, my, my sister uh, is, is getting married and in, uh, I was watching the photographer take photos of her during her traditional wedding. And I was like, oh, nice picture. And then the photographer kept telling me, no, this is not a good, this is not a good shot. I just kept, I was looking at him and saying, but look at it, it's so beautiful. And then he says, no, let me take another one and then I'll show you the difference. This guy knows the lighting was a miss. But for me, who has layman eyes, I'm like, this is a perfection. This is a shot and a half. I mean, give this guy the money he's asking for. And then he takes a shot and then he tells me, can you see? And then I'm like, oh, oh my gosh, that is, I mean, elevation, come on. But I, would, I, didn't, I was not able to see it with the first shot because to me, I mean, it was a picture. She looked cute. I loved it, you know? So this is, these are the kind of things that we, you, you cannot put away when it comes to service to God. Excellence is required. You don't go to the media department because you're shy or when you look at your life, oh, I'm not going to be able to serve in any of these other capacities. No, if you can sing, find time and attend those practice and go to the praise and worship. If God has already given you that gift, why then are you going to hide in a department or in an area because you think this is the most comfortable? God is not pleased with comfortable service. He really is not. Please, let's picture, let's remember Moses. Moses was asked by God, I want you to go to Israel, to Egypt and take them and deliver my people. The whole of chapter three and four, Moses is giving excuses and saying, I cannot talk. I cannot stand. Oh, I am the least in my community. Oh, many and many excuses. He's just going on and on. And then at the end, he says, send someone else. He was just like, you know, I'm unwilling to do this job. But what did God do? God pursued him. God pursued him because God wanted Moses. Moses was the man for the job. And Moses was saying, I cannot be able to speak. Guess what? He got the role. Why? Because he had the leadership qualities, even though he was not able to speak. And so he was given a spokesperson. It is important for us to know when God has given us a gift and a skill to do something, surely, surely, Surely that's where he wants us to serve. So we, we, we shouldn't serve or hide in another more comfortable position. For example, I don't understand the concept of being in the welcoming committee or the ushering committee and you hate people. My God. <laughs> it's a paradox. <laughs> you... All the ushering department has to do is people. All you're doing all Sunday long from the Sunday beginning to the end of it is smiling at people. Thank you for coming to the service. Welcome to the service. Have a seat. Oh, could you please move to the front? You, that's what, you, that is, or what do ushers do? What do ushers do? I know they collect people when they're filled with the Holy Spirit or when they are dropping, you know, falling and all that, but I, I think they talk. I, I, I'm, I've never been in the ushering co committee anyway, so, but I think they're supposed to talk. Welcome to the service. Oh, thank you. Nice to see you this week. I hope you had a great week or have a great week. See you next week on Sunday. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Bye. That's what ushering is about. But you know what it has looked like for me 
and through my eyes is a place where if you cannot sing and you you know you can't commit to the singing you can't commit to the media you can't commit to uh a, you know the cooking department or you can't commit to uh all these other departments that are there i, I i'm forgetting them uh, maybe sound department when you can't commit to any of these things because ushering requires no practice it's <laughs> you're you're quickly running there because you know i've been told that i need to serve the lord by god and so i'm going there even when i don't have the interpersonal skills for that that for that department there are people who i look at there's uh there's a particular person i have her in my mind obviously i think she listens to the podcast so i'm not gonna mention her name but there's a lady in our youth who the first time i saw her i told myself this one is a good usher <laughs> like this one needs to be somewhere because she loves to talk to people she's so interpersonal she's so vibes she's not afraid of people you know like she's here with these kind of guys she's there with these kind of people she's hanging out with the old i mean i'm like sis you got a calling right but then there's another person who stuck themselves up in the prison in the ushering committee or in the ushering department and she doesn't like interacting with people she does not like talking. In fact, you can I cannot tell you one full sentence that I've had that has come out from her mouth. Yes, she's in ushering. And so you're asking yourself, is this really making sense? And so I think the point that I wanted to pass across through this chat today is that serving God is just not serving God because whatever we do must please him. And God is just is not going to be pleased with anything less than excellent. He, he won't. And so sometimes, um, I think this is what Jesus was talking about when he said uh, they will come and, and say, Father, we preached in your name and we taught in your name and he'll say, get behind me. I do not know you. And, and it was a pain, a facet of that, of, that, of, of that statement of I did not know you is the fact that you were busy doing things that you were not called for things that you are not graced for. And that's why you've been struggling in the ushering department. You've been struggling in that praise and worship team because you were not called for it. And, and where there should have been grace, there is pain and this frustration and this anger and this disappointment and there's so much turmoil. You're not able to have good conversations or enjoy what you're doing with your teammates because you are not graced for it. They are graced for it and that's why they are there. But your presence in there is like Jonah in the boat on the way to Tarshish. You have been rocking this boat in this department and what you need to do is get off Jonah. You need to get off because this is bigger than you. You have brought so much turmoil to these departments. You have brought so much turmoil in these situations and you're not supposed to be there. You don't even enjoy it. You don't even have the grace for it. You don't even, you see people and you flee, you run away. And where there are people who want, you know, they're wondering, why haven't you talked to that man? Why haven't you, you know, welcomed him? You know, you're bringing, you're causing them distress because if they had been put to stand where you know you're standing, they would have done a, a much better job. And so, or someone else would have done a much better job. But here you are being a seat filler in a place where you, you have been gifted for something else. There's another place you have been gifted. You have, you have gifts in another area. And, and, and God wants you there because that's where you will, you'll bring out excellence. You'll bring out excellence there. 
and 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 being stuck up hiding and just saying you know i am i'm serving god you know as long as god can see that i'm serving him you're not doing it in excellence and so it doesn't count it doesn't count this is the reason i think when we read revelations that we hear that we shall receive crowns when we get to heaven um and and, and jesus says that i will give to each man according to his work uh, when jesus says that in the last chapter of revelation um, he means that whatever you did, if there was excellence, then you are receiving a higher and a better price than the one who just went and snuck into something. There is also levels to our excellence. Let us pursue excellence in our service for God. If we cannot sing, I think you can do something else. I know for sure God has gifted you in something else. There are people who are not probably going to be seen, you know, working and doing you know, the physical work. But these are the people who are interceding day and night. These are the people carrying the ministry. These are the people carrying the vision that God has for the people who are in that particular church. And so you can do that and feel that you have fully participated and that you have fully contributed in excellence. You're waking up in the middle of the night while the rest of us are waking up early to make it to church, to do our duties. You have woken, been up all night praying and making um, uh, making petitions for the church. You've been coming to the church and to the sanctuary all, all week long praying, and that is enough as well. Where has God, Where what is the gift? What are the skills that God has given you? Where has he anointed you? Are you like Ohaliab and Bezalel and he has given you skills to do some stuff? You can, you know, do, you can create some great embroidery. You can, you know, do, build some beautiful stuff then you need to stick to that. We can't all hold mics. We can't all preach and teach. We honestly can't. We, we just absolutely cannot. The people who are in the children's ministry, do they even like kids? We have people who like coming to church because church is good, but they don't like sitting through a one-hour sermon. So they've gone to play with kids. My goodness, there's no excellence there whatsoever there's no excellence and so let us also focus and, and and really internalize the importance of serving god in excellence he wants excellence he desires excellence in fact he is worthy of nothing less than excellence we are doing great work in the marketplace and in the employment space and we are excelling and meeting our kpis why aren't we bringing the same motivation and the same and the same hard work and the same zeal to the house of God to make sure that all that is of God is even better and we are benchmarking from the perfection and the excellence of the work of God in the marketplace. Let the marketplace benchmark for us. Let it not be the other way around, right? I think it would be an injustice for me to end this podcast without actually talking about people who have been called and have been skilled in very many areas. For example, myself, I can sing, right? The, 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 the singing can, the voice can sing, right? And then I'm, I'm also a public speaker, which means I, I speak, you know, I can orate. I'm an orator. I think that's the best way to put it. You know, I can orate myself very well, but I don't have very great interpersonal skills. Um, I'm also very good with details. And so sometimes uh, I can, you know, that can make me be able to serve maybe with the, with, the, with the media department, but not in every single thing, right? Because the lighting kind of, <laughs> maybe I can be trained on that. 
nonetheless um i i you know like you have diff different kind of gifts and all that and i think maybe serving the media is because i also did a whole degree on communication and so i i kind of have the i, I kind of have you know the uh, what is it called the education background for that nonetheless does god want me to be singing on the you know uh, in the praise and worship team does he want me to also preach and teach because he has also given me the a gift of understanding and teaching the word of god that he has instilled in me as well and i can also be able to orate the word of god and so if he, he has given me all these gifts does god want me to be singing to be teaching and preaching and does he also want me in the media absolutely not <laughs> absolutely not and so if we if you have been given many gifts ours is a, the tough job of praying and asking god where do you need me now where am i supposed to be at and then where can i submit because when you choose when i am singing it's important for me to perfect that the singing whatever it is that i'm doing i need to perfect that and do it with excellence if i am preaching and teaching i need to perfect that i need to spend time in the word i need to be constant in the prayer and intercession so that i can know and be in line and in tune with the holy spirit and the word for the season there is a lot to be done in each and every sector that you cannot do everything because if you do everything you cannot do all of them in excellence which then would and even though you try to do uh, them in excellence you would burn out and and then you wouldn't be able to do any of this work and so excellence requires focus you focus on this one thing and there was this time where god was talking to me i was in the praise and worship team and i really enjoyed singing honestly that was pretty much one of the best things i have the best services i have ever done as in that department was just lit <laughs> i really love i really love singing music is something that is very close and personal to me and so when i when the lord was i got married and then um i think after i had my first child i was still the whole time i'm still worshiping and then when i had my first child now after maternity god was telling me not to go back to the team and that kind of made me a little bit mad because i was always very offended whenever any of our praise and worship members would have children and then they would just not serve and they would you know they would just never come back and that was it you know so we it was almost as if the prison worship team was only for people without children or people who have you know a bit older children and so i i kind of used to take a bit of offense right and so when i would pray i would tell god i don't want this to happen to me i want to still be passionate about serving you i want to still be living for you even in that moment and so when god was talking to me about leaving the prison worship team so that i can give room for other people to grow i kept asking him so i'm going and then what about me at, at this because at this point it looks like you're concerned about others more than you're concerned about me i would love to know where you want me to serve because sitting down is not my nature i'm not a pure kind of girl but that's what god put me he put me in the pews while the prison worship at that time things were really going tough for the team we had lost a couple of members there was so many issues going on and so there were like three people who are on the prison worship team and not once or twice but literally every single sunday while i was seated uh, 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 behind the pews taking care of my my, my son uh, i would sit at, at the back because uh, there was more space at the back for them to the kids to run around and all that and so 
at the end of the service, people would pass by the back there and they would always pass by and say, you need to go back and sing, you need to go back and sing, somebody can help you with the child, you're just singing for an hour. You know, they would all come up with these uh, things because in their minds or in their eyes, I was not in the worship team because I was taking care of my family. But they were offended because the team wasn't uh, singing as good or it wasn't as great as they it was before. And so they wanted me to kind of bridge the gap before we we can get our foot. Uh, um, uh, and, 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 but God at that time is when he has said, you need to come out. And so I was stuck between pleasing the people and pleasing the Lord. And I, I had to pick the Lord though up to this day, I think now after years, you know, now my son is three years old. Now, I think the, the, if there was any offense to be taken, the offense was already taken and they're already mad at me and they've stopped being mad at me. And now they are, they're my friends, my good friends. Because in the sitting down that I sat down, I think I took an, an year or an year and a half, I'm not sure which one. It's in that period of sitting down where God now appointed or promoted me to a position of pastor, of pastoring. And I don't think he would have given me a new role if I didn't submit to the fact that I can sing, but he didn't want me to sing. And so um, in... These are the things that I have learned in, in terms of serving. Um, I encourage people to serve. You can see, I encourage you to, I mean, you, you have a gift. Uh, there's an opportunity and there's an opening for you to serve the Lord your God in that capacity. Um, you just have to be willing to go there and God will use you. I know it's kind of scary to stand on the pulpit, ETC, but, you know, I encourage you to do what you're already gifted to do. Nonetheless, I will not force you to do that. You know, by you know, doing it over and over. Why aren't you? Because I don't know what God is telling you in this season. He could be telling you this is not your time. This is not your moment. And so, as much as I encourage people to join and to serve the Lord their God, I understand that God could also be saying something different from what is uh, common in the eyes of man. Right? I have been through that. I have gone through that kind of a season and that kind of a situation where. I can sing, I'm supposed to sing, there's a chance, there's literally a gap of people needed to sing, but God is saying sit down because he was testing my submission to him and, and my obedience. And I guess I'm glad that I, I was able to be patient. Of course, I sat down on the pews very, very disappointed. I was like, my God, these people are struggling. They need help. Father, this is a time to help. This is not the time to run away. But, but I think God was intentional with making sure he tells me to sit down at a point where there was a need and not at a time when, where things were, 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 you know, were on a high, you know, and things are all good and dandy. You know, you can very easily leave and say, ah, this, they can do without me. But this time was a place where I was actually needed to bridge a gap and God didn't allow me to bridge that gap. And so now uh, in terms of pastoring, I asked God, so does pastoring have anything to do with singing? Of course, he said no. And he wanted me to just focus on that. And now I had to figure out what pastoring is about. Where is my calling? Where is my passion? And when he gave us to, over to the youth, I, I had to now start asking what about the youth? And what do you want me to serve? How do you want me to serve this particular youth? That's what service to God is about. You can be placed in a department, but you, can, you shouldn't do it as the person who was there before did it. For us as pastors, um, the way God has led us into is to pastoring the youth has never been done in our church before. We are literally hawks. 
we are hawks over them. We are there every Sunday. We are there in the services, not preaching and teaching, but just seated and encouraging them. We are, you know, we're doing what God is encouraging us to do. And so we are, we are focusing on that because that's what God has given us, the, the direction that he has given us. It's important for us to know that serving God in excellence is being very attentive to what he's saying. What is the Holy Spirit say, saying? What is, 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 is the leading? Like, where does he want me to go? Where is the cause of influence? What are the, what are the topics that the youth need to hear at this moment? You know, in the media, what are the kind of uh, things that are, are the, uh, that are being done now in churches? And I know they are trending, but should we even do them in our church? Just because they're trending doesn't mean that they need to come over also to our church and our ministry. We need to understand and to know, and we can only do that by praying. Not to just keep following and running after trends. Serving God in excellence is knowing or seeking to know what God wants to be done in that particular time, uh, in that department, in that particular time. It's a timing issue and we must be diligent to follow and submit ourselves to the Lord's timing. Yeah, um, that's also something that I think is important to note. Let's serve God in excellence. Let us go to places where we have already been gifted or we have somewhat of a gift for and God is going to help us to do it with excellence. And if you're multi-gifted, ask the Lord where because you can't be everywhere. The reason as to why you can't be everywhere is because God wants another uh, the gap to still be there for other people to serve as well. You can be in all these three different departments because then now it will look like, you know, we can't do without you. If you're not here, you know, you're like a mini God. We need you for anything to go right. And that's not the, the way God works in his service. You need to work in one place and then submit in others. That submission will cost you or, or rather will work on you to make you understand that surely um, I can do nothing except Christ who strengthens me. So yeah, I hope this, this uh, topic today um, that we have had about serving God in excellence and, and God desiring excellence in his service uh, will spark up some great conversations and some great thoughts in your mind to ask yourself, am I really serving God in an area that I, I am already gifted and talented in? Am I even graced to be in this place? And if not, um, how, can, how can I retrace my steps so that I can be in the right place in the right time, serving him in my days, in my generation, so that when it's all said and done, well, the reward will be worth the struggle and all the trouble that I got here on earth. Thanks for listening. You can find the podcast on Instagram. Handle is at Life and Godliness with Phil. We also remove new episodes every single Monday morning. Thanks for listening. God bless.